Welcome to Pool Party Radio. This is the number one podcast for Guar and all of Antarctica. I am your host, Parker, joined as always by co-host Razorman Cumulus. Salutations and hello. <laughs> I Good like to be that. back. I'm just Yeah, I'm glad that you're back. I missed you last week, last time. Me too. I missed being on. I obviously missed out on uh, just being on the show. You sound very enthusiastic about not being about your remorsefulness about not being here last week. I'm so remorseful. The pain is excruciating. <laughs> I, so, thought so. I thought that's how you would feel. Oh, just I'm dying. Good to be back. Well, good. I'm glad to have you back. It was hard to Thank do you. last week. Without you, I said, oh, I got a, I got a joke here to tell Frisbee. And then you weren't there. I had no one to tell the joke to. I couldn't tell any jokes to Jess. She doesn't like my jokes. Only you do. So it was hard to do the show. <laughs> Not true. I, I respectfully disagree. Because, yeah, most of the, uh, most of the chuckles and yuck yucks come from your end. So, not your... Not you like your end, your butt end, or anything like that. Most of the laughs on this show come from me pooting into the microphone. <laughs> if that's what you call it, that shit's gold. That's what I call it. So, yeah, I missed out on that, but it gives us a lot to catch up on. We've uh, only, like, people don't know this all that well, and we talk about it only a very few times, but most of our text conversations are just Simpsons shit posts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh gifts which is a great way to communicate like it's the modern way it's the best way for me because i hate words Mm -hmm. uh i hate how they look i hate how they sound i hate saying them Mm -hmm. it's gross but i love images and macros and little gifts and and simpsons episodes that are uh you know recapitulated into something totally beyond itself but somewhat familiar so I like it. It's just that I have no idea what you've been up to for these past two weeks, aside from enjoying uh, uh, I'm seeing double here jokes. Oh, yeah. I like those <laughs> jokes. Those are my favorite ones. But yeah, I'm mm-hmm. glad that we've been communicating only with shit posts lately because, like, you know, all day at work, I write things with letters in the English language. So when oh, I, I hear you, when I clock out, like, that's the last thing I want to do. I just want to communicate with GIFs. Little pictures of uh, of the dud, things like that. Yeah, or a like a restricted Rick Sanchez saying, uh, <laughs> "Okay, but that's not what I wanted." Yeah, I made a good <laughs> one. Good. I made a good one using that on Twitter about the new uh, Super Troopers sequel, and like how I wanted a Club Dread sequel instead. You know? Yeah. And I, and I used that Rick Sanchez meme, and Jordan Ladd who I'm hopelessly in love with from Club Dread liked it. So I feel like I'm really getting traction here using memes as communication devices. <laughs> that one's such a good one too. Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah. Just like his sloppy eyes and disgruntled look. So yeah. it's very good. I'm glad you got that recognition, man. Maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll come around with that uh, Club Dread one then. Man. Very soon. I Was Bill, good. it's been a long time since I've, no, I haven't seen Club Dread, unfortunately. Oh, you should. Uh, Bill Paxton's in it, right? He is in it, and he plays like a Jimmy Buffett type dude, and he has a song called I'd Tell Ya, 
but then I'd have tequila, and that's like a really funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a bummer. Like I, I know that he would have would have found some way to uh, be in the sequel. Like maybe they're all about those twins. I saw Beer Fest, and there's like a really hackneyed, long lost twin joke in there that's pretty funny. So maybe they could have done that. Yeah, yeah, could be. I'm sure they would have figured it out. Yeah, unfortunately he's gone. But yeah, maybe we'll do a Club Dread sequel. It'd be fun. Yeah, that's what I want. We need it. America needs to laugh, you know? Yeah, that's true. We need some yuck yucks. Tell me about it, stud. So (laughs) you've been posting on Twitters. I've seen that, obviously. What else you been up to? I heard you just went on a cruise and and got to hang out with uh, Sean B-Man in the misses there. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I definitely hung out with Sean Byron. Uh, we talked about this on the new the new bonus episode of Junk Food Dinner on the Patreon at patreon.com slash junk food dinner. But I'll give oh, you – Oh, say no more then because oh. people got to learn how to cough up some money for those extra good bits. That's true. You got you got to cough up that $5 if you want those bonus episodes. But I will give you a taste here. I almost saw Sean Byron kill a man in Inglewood, California at a donut shop. Ah, okay. They didn't have uh, cream-filled? Is that why he was so angry? (laughs) They didn't have the the apple fritter he wanted. So he just reached in, started choking the lady working there. Uh, No, I'll tell you later, but uh, I can't give it all away. But then you'll have to PayPal me $5 if I tell you. That's how it works. Okay, that's fine. That's I'll okay. do that. Okay. I'll pay Pally five dollars. That's a way to circumvent. <laughs> and before the he pay- left, before he left, he left he left all the remaining uh, uh, coins in his hand on the counter and said, "Keep the challenge," and left. That's my favorite Bob and Kirk line read from season one, Mister Show. Oh, okay. That was that? Yeah. I don't even remember that. He takes too long ordering donuts, and the person behind the counter gets frustrated. And so he's like, keep the challenge. I don't even understand. It's, I'm going to have to rewatch Mr. Show. It's fun. <laughs> um, so you got to hang out with Sean Byro. And what else did you do on this cruise? I've never been on a cruise. Uh, I had never been on a cruise either. It turns out they're whack. Very, very. Really? Yeah. Uh, for the most part, like. Well, I mean, we talked about it on the show last week, but I like the best part was that we went to Mexico, the wife and I, and we met a tiger and a lion, like a little baby tiger and a lion, and I got to hug it and kiss it. Wow. On its little face. Jeez. Yeah. So it was like we went into like this little cantina. Like there's like this weird flea market in Ensenada, Mexico called the, the Bufadero, maybe something like that. And La Bufadora, maybe that's it. And it's like just, you know, like rows and rows and rows of like counterfeit uh, purses and like drugstores. And I got a picture of me holding hands with like a, a giant life size mascot superhero for Viagra. Like, <laughs> so I'll send you that photo. It's um, good. And uh, like all, you know, all this kind of garbage, like cantinas and stuff. So we go into one of these cantinas to get a beer. A Tecate. A Tecate, and the cantina band from Star Wars is playing. Yeah, yeah, and like uh, that guy, the, the werewolf guy that was digitally removed in the later special editions, he was there because he can't Weird. work in Hollywood anymore because of George Lucas. 
Uh, so yeah, the cantina scene, we were there. And then like they were like there's just like in the back there's all these lions and tigers and it turns out if you pay them $65, you could hug them. And so I definitely paid $65 to hug them. And it was a a great Fred. time. Yeah. Uh yeah. So that was fun. I bought like an it mask there because everybody was selling Whoa. it masks for some reason. I tried to buy some luchador stuff, but none of it fit me. These luchadors, they're very small men, apparently. None of their mm. masks, no Laparca masks would fit me. My giant American head. So, <clears throat> I failed there. But that part was fun. Like, all the Mexican stuff was super fun. There's, like, they're very racist towards Asians in Mexico, I feel. Because, like... Oh. <laughs> Like I posted it on Instagram, but like every Asian restaurant has like a, a a guy wearing glasses with buck teeth, like in a karate gi. Oh right, I saw that photo. Yeah. Yeah. Good lord, it was that was wow, that was way out there, man. Yeah, Tumblr is not going to be happy about Mexico when I post that on there. Tumblr is going to boycott. It's going to be crazy. So that was that was wild. That was stark to see. Um. But uh, the the make like the craftsmanship that went into making that giant mascot, I found to be exquisite. So I couldn't fault them too hard. Um, and yeah, so Mexico was like super fun. I saw I was there for. Oh my god, I should have led with this frisbee. But I was there for literally three minutes in Mexico, and I saw a dude wearing a Morrissey jacket. What? Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely bear the lead on that. Yeah. I said, man, this is the this is the place to be. I got to bring Frisbee here. We'll just listen to fucking Southpaw Grammar all day long. Yeah, eat at racist Asian restaurants. <laughs> um, see what that's all about. Question there. Question there. Uh, I, I guess privilege in that case. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know how that. Works. I'm still hung up on the Asian restaurants. Like, were they run by people from Mexico? I assume so. I mean, I. I assume. I mean, the the name of the place, I think it's a chain because I saw two of them. Both of them had the mascot. It was called like teriyaki uh, and then like some Spanish words. Oh, uh, okay. So. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I, I went back there too quick. This uh, Morrissey jacket though, what did it look like? Um, It was cool. It was like a windbreaker and on the back it had like a skull and it just said Morrissey. Fuck. I know. I was like, dude, this is my place. These are my people. <laughs> So very good. Yeah, I was very excited for that. Very excited that the Chuck Klosterman story I read ten years ago about how much uh, Mexican dudes love Morrissey is still still true. Still rings true to this day. Yeah, that uh, there's a band from like northern part of Mexico called Mexrisi, and they do uh, mariachi styled versions of Morrissey songs. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty rad. Worth checking out. Yeah, I'll check that out. Morrissey played here in Visalia like four years ago, and it sold out in like 10 seconds. So yeah, he's a very popular Wowzers. man in these parts, which uh, which is cool. It's cool. Unlike, uh, you know, Dayton, Ohio, when I was 22 and discovered the Smiths and would tell people about it and then uh, get called the F word. I'm glad that people here embrace Morrissey. Yeah, same. That was that was no fun. Yeah. Except I think it was the cure. I was not hip enough to... Learn about uh, the Smiths until much later. Oh, I see. We should have hung out sooner. I would have told you about Morrissey. I'd have been like, I'm 22. I just discovered Morrissey. I know. I got you covered here. 
Oh, shit. Okay, that's how old I was. All right. So, yeah, I think we were about on the same path then. Oh, okay. Yeah, that works out. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. I was getting into Morrissey, like, right around when I met you, I think. I think I was, like, I think I burned a copy of Val Hall and I off of Chase's computer, and then Jono made fun of me, and I think you were there to support me, if I remember correctly. But I uh, can't believe that Jono made fun of me for that. He's in a noise band. How are you going to make fun of a man? Anyway, so Mexico was fun. <laughs> the rest of it was just poopy garbage. Uh, cruise ships are whack. We, okay. uh, after like they, like the first part of the cruise, after you get on and like go through all the security and like all that crap, like, which is like somewhat relaxed, like security on the cruise ship is like, Everywhere you go, kind of, like anytime you get on or off, like somebody's like, hey, let me see your, your ID. And then you like rifle through your fanny pack to try to find it. And then by the time you found it, like they don't care anymore and like they don't even look at it. So like I feel like, <laughs> like it's uh pretty relaxed. I feel like you could probably just hop on anytime you want. But <laughs> uh, but like so we had to like get on and everything and like we got like five minutes to put our stuff in the room and then we had to like go to a safety meeting which is like an international law like there has to be like a safety meeting which is why laws are stupid oh uh, yeah i saw you posting about this because you sounded really upset about it and i don't blame you it's like you pay all this money to go on a cruise and it's like cool now i'll sit on this lecture yeah, yeah. Now let me just tell you for half an hour about like how a, a life preserver works. It's like you put it on over your shoulders. That's it. But you it, dumb piece of shit. Yeah. So <laughs> and like, yeah, they had to wait for like everybody to get in. So they're like, it starts at 415. And like I'm in there at, you know, 411. Like, oh, all right, cool. This is going to be good. Easy breezy. And then people are still shuffling in at 522, about 536. Oh, yeah. So real pieces of shit these people are. And and then like, you know, they like they're they're telling us in like this ballroom how to fucking like put on your life preserver and like giving us all these fucking jokes. Dudes like doing crowd work, talking about where are you folks from? Oh yeah, I've I've heard of uh I've heard of Minneapolis. Oh, very nice. And it's like, come on, just tell me about the life preservers. That's all I need. <laughs> I don't need these jokes. And uh so then they do that and then like everybody- He's working on He's working on a solid five, though. Yeah, I know. You have to give him credit. <laughs> and uh, well, he had a solid five. It's too bad he went on for about 36, 36 minutes. Um, so, so then we went out. Like they shuffle everybody out to like the the decks, you know, and they're like showing us like, oh, you know, if we get into an accident or whatever, like here are the fucking lifeboats, you know, and like, but it takes them another half an hour to tell everybody that, like, while we're all like just lined up like sardines, like looking out into the ocean, like, and it was very Dunkirk esque, like we were all just like <laughs> full of dread. It's probably exactly what they went through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that part all sucked. Like that was all like the worst crap, and then. I don't know, like, cruise ships are just, like, kind of weird because it's, like, I kind of wrote about this in the paper and stuff, but it's, like, you're allowed to have fun, but you have to have the fun that they want you to have. Like, it's, like, you know, like, dinners at the same time every night and in the same place every night, and you sit with the same people every night. Ooh. Yeah, that's the worst. No, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. And I gave up on that after two times. I was, like, I can't keep pretending, like, these people I eat dinner with are my best friends, like, I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> and 
Um, but like, there's like other dinners you can have. You can have like buffet food and stuff. But like, that's like the dining room where they give you like shitty food that seems cool. Um, and like, you know, and then like every, you know, it's like, then they have like the dance party every night at such and such time. And every day at this time, there's the cornhole tournament. And it's like very rigid. And it's like, I don't know. Like when I have fun, like I just want to be a piece of shit and do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. Like, I don't want to have to plan out fun. Like. So I don't. I mean, I get that. Like maybe like super rich people. I mean, I don't even think it was like super rich people on the cruise. I mean, but like I would imagine that that could appeal to super rich people because it's like they probably have like a lot of you know CEOs or whatever probably have like a lot of control in life and they want to just give it up on their vacation. But I don't even think it was those people. Like I think it was just like a bunch of other poor people on this fucking cruise. So I don't even understand what the appeal would be to them. I don't. I don't know. I just don't understand the appeal of these fucking things. Let me tell you something, brother. Uh, I don't get it either. I, I feel like it's something that people with routines really love or people who don't like give too much of a shit. Like they just want to, they just want to like float on for a bit, um, have their regularly scheduled meals and do a couple of activities. Uh, cause they're really good at managing their day to day life. Uh, so it's like a few different types of people who get a lot out of this. And I don't think I'm one of them because I don't manage things very well for my day-to-day life. Like I woke up pretty late today. I also stayed up pretty late last night, uh, about 5 a.m. I was watching people play, uh, play our knowns, uh, battleground. That's no way to live, but it's how <laughs> I live. So I did that till about like 5:30 a.m. It's like, well, shit, I'm going to be sleeping in way late today. I woke up about 10. So I didn't get much sleep, you know, mm-hmm. and then I made a complete breakfast for myself. Like I'm talking oatmeals with blueberries. I'm talking sliced oranges. I'm talking hard boiled eggs. I'm talking Earl Grey tea. Nice. Whole nine, whole nine, completely naked. Just oh, stark ass <laughs> nude. <laughs> Perfect. Can't do that on a cruise. Mm-hmm. I tell you what. So, yeah, for, uh, I I guess like people who don't hit a comfortable stride with organizing schedules and shit or just like to do things on their own time anyway, that's, that's the opposite crowd of those two aforementioned. So, yeah, I think that's where you or I would slip in. Well, I mean, at least you got to pet a tiger and a lion that rules. Yeah, that part did rule. And got to see this sweet uh, Morrissey jacket. Fuck. I got to figure out where that is, you know? Yeah. It was in downtown Ensenada, right next to the gas station that sells anime. Hold on. I'm writing this down. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go to downtown Ensenada. Mm -hmm. I'll ask about the gas station that sells anime. Mm -hmm. I'll pick up up Bubblegum Crisis, I guess. I've never seen that one. And the Morrissey Skull Windbreaker. Yeah. Which... That's a badass way to live. I know. It was pretty cool. Like, I definitely feel like I got to move there now. And so, yeah, so that part was fun. The cruise. And, like, also after the safety thing, they were like, all right, everybody, now go out there, hit the deck, go to the pool, and just have some fun. And then it, and then the DJ kicked everything off with uh, Mambo Number 5. <laughs> And like I just immediately, I was like, I need to get off of this fucking boat. 
<laughs> we need to leave. Yeah, the first the first beats of that song uh, have actually become like a warning siren for people to look for an exit as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah. Burnch, burnch. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, they've sounded the alarm. <laughs> you gotta must, get the fuck out of here. There must be a fire. I can't die here, man. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I did like also gain like 10 pounds or something on this stupid cruise. Oh, buffets were there? Dude, is there's, that what it is? Yeah, there's so many buffets. And they're all open like 24 hours. Yeah. And also room service is free in the 24 hours. Like that's mm. like that's the cool part about a cruise. Like I mean none of the food was like spectacularly good, but um but it's all like included. So like you could literally just call room service every 20 minutes and tell them to send you two hamburgers every 20 minutes for 4 days <laughs> and they're obligated to do that. <laughs> that's awesome. That's actually a really good uh I guess concept of the cruise ship. I didn't get to do that. I did take another thing about it. I did take a ship uh, during a class trip. We went from this is weird. It took us over the Mediterranean. Went from like Italy to Greece. It was an overnight thing. We didn't have any of this scheduled stuff. They're basically like you're just going to sleep on this thing and <laughs> get off at the next day. So we had like four to a room and it was a uh, like it, it felt like a sensory deprivation chamber because it was like on the inside we didn't have a porthole or anything oh yeah that was kind of cool and kind of maddening it was great mm -hmm. and uh but we didn't have anything scheduled didn't have any of that shit the other thing this reminds me of is when i took a train uh from here in little rock to up to chicago and it was a uh basically like an all-day thing and it had a very late arrival, so we had to sleep on that train. And there's a dining car. Uh, this is kind of a foreign concept these days, but you go to this one car of the train that has tables, shit set up just like a restaurant, and you sit down with a bunch of strangers, but you don't have to sit down with them like every day, unlike in your case. You just get to pick wherever you want to sit, wherever there's room, and you're you're kind of like lumped in with a bunch of people because there's not a lot of places to stop and eat unless you want to just get like a snack at the snack bar. And we're all like sharing breakfast in the morning, just a bunch of strangers. And we're like, hey, this is pretty fucked up, eh? Eating on a train. That's wild. <laughs> so that was cool. And at one of the uh, places we <laughs> rode through, which I think was in like um, Illinois, there was <laughs> a guy sitting across the booth from me. He got this odd expression on his face and he's like whoa it was kind of like how jana would look when he would get totally distracted from a conversation and be like he's witnessing something very fucked up mm -hmm. and this was the same case because he's like uh there's two people like just having at a total fist fight in that parking lot over there this is like 8 a.m and it was from sm some small town in illinois and yeah certainly we look around and it was some domestic dispute but they were like just fucking throwing punches so hard it was an early morning just free for all and that's what we ate like eggs and bacon to we got to see that on our trip so i don't th i don't know if you saw any like uh you know fisticuffs on your cruise but i certainly saw one on my uh railroad trip i give it i give it three out of five stars the train could have been earlier
Yeah, that sounds fun. I wish that I had gotten to see Fisticuffs. I didn't see any at all. It's weird, man. Yeah. Um, but you saw cool. like way cooler stuff. I feel. I don't. Did you get to like meet a mascot? You said you got to hold hands with a. Uh... Oh yeah, with Viagra Man. I held with hands with Viagra him. Man. He's so just yeah, like that's... he wasn't a real dude. He was just a statue. But it was uh, it was still pretty cool. That's still good. Yeah. Uh, and also like he had like kind of a boner. I don't know if my picture <laughs> that I took. Uh, shows that well enough or not. Also, I had a boner too. Like anytime you touch him, you just get a boner. That's cool. Sounds like a blessed statue. Yeah, I should have touched tips with him. That should have been the photo. I feel bad now. Mm-hmm. But we held hands a little. They're That's very, good. Yeah, they're very into Viagra there. Wow. Um, so that part was fun. Um, oh, also, there's like a. Like, uh, they do shows on the cruise, and one of the shows, like, I just kind of stumbled into. Like, every five feet on the cruise, it's, like, real, like, yeah, like, I'm, uh, I like my capitalism okay, because I like buying stupid shit like vinyl pops and everything. Like, I'm, but, uh, but, like, I definitely being on a cruise made me, like, want to come home and, like, steal, uh, like, the communist manifesto and become Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> right because right. every five feet is like a stupid fucking store like they have like events like if you look at the events thing it'll be like oh we're having fun we're having a cornhole tournament and then the next event is like watch sale you know and like they'll like wheel out all these watches in a wheelbarrow to the pool and like be like hey everybody 50 percent off of watches and it's like it's like just the grossest kind of consumerism like like there's I mean, the whole cruise ship is, like, basically, like, a mall. Like, there's just store after store after store where you can get, like, discounted perfume and watches and fucking purses and everything like that. Like, the flea market in um, in Mexico was cool because it was just, like, a bunch of garbage. Like, I got, like, a big ceramic chimp riding a surfboard. Like, that's cool. Um, Jesus. But uh, – and Viagra. I bought Viagra. Like, that's cool. But That's rad. <laughs> you made some wise purchases, my friend. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but the, like the, the consumerism happening on the ship was like just so lame and it's just like, uh, buy a bracelet here. Like there's like two fucking jewelry shops and it was just like, uh, but, um, I was like walking through one of the jewelry shops and then on the other side of the jewelry shop is like a huge theater where like they put on shows and stuff and they were doing a weird steampunk tribute to Aerosmith. <laughs> what? Oh, all right. And like, yeah. Aerosmith is all about steampunk, from what I remember in the 90s. <laughs> Number one steampunk band of all time. Yeah. And so that was really weird. Like, I was like Grandpa Simpson. I, like, just walked in, took my hat off, <laughs> turned around, <laughs> put my hat back on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, which uh, I don't even, like, I, I kind of like Aerosmith. I feel like I should have watched that. But it was just, like, the way it was presented to me was just so weird and whack that I had to get out of there immediately. But, um yeah, so many fucking people trying to sell you shit on the ship. It was uh, it was bad, bad news. But I discovered that I I do love pina colada. Oh, this is the thing I've discovered about myself, and I do feel like I'm going to become a parrot head. Is that so? Like immediately? Because I got to <laughs> make some plans to cut off all ties. Oh no, <laughs> maybe not then. Hey, just jokes, just joking only. Um, <laughs> well, I don't, I, it like renewed my love of rum, so I feel like I need to listen to Jimmy Buffett now, and cheeseburgers. Fine. Um, I'll recommend some ska songs that at least mention rum. Okay, and I'll meet you halfway with that. 
cheeseburgers in paradise yeah of course who doesn't love a good cheeseburger and paradise <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so that's that's one song that i'm okay with um yeah i uh, my dad's really into jimmy buffett and uh when i say really into jimmy buffett i mean like that was a good album by jimmy buffett let's just start that one again in tandem like just not in tandem but like uh perpetually yeah for all of time like that was really good that was a good jimmy buffett album let's just listen to it again but i know he likes it so much and he's got like all this merch now you know mm-hmm. um where it's basically like here's a baseball cap oh but a shark took a bite out of it and then like here's oh, yeah here's a spatula oh but look out a, sh- a shark took a bite out of it and here's a beach towel, but what <laughs> what happened? Oh, a shark took a bite out of it. So if you want like Jimmy Buffett merchandise, just cut a zigzag circular pattern into anything that you own mm-hmm. and put like Margaritaville sticker on it. And you'll be set. You I just saved you fifty bucks for a towel. Man, I appreciate that. I went to a Margaritaville store in Vegas when we were there like a month ago or whatever it was. Two uh-huh. months. And yeah, it was just like it was just like normal ass shit. It was just like a normal beach towel, but it said Margaritaville real big. And then like, yeah, that's how they can charge $70. I didn't understand it. I mean, I guess I understand it. It's that, that capitalism that Patrick told me to hate. But uh, Well, yeah, it's a branding. <laughs> yeah, you know. Goddamn capitalism. It's fucking everything It's up. like, this is what The Simpsons was warning about, the like crusty brand everything. Like it's a crusty brand <laughs> spatula. It's a crusty brand hat with a bite taken out of it. Yeah, I was upset too because like the whole time I was in Vegas, like I have like I grow I grew really accustomed to cowboy hats like a few years ago. Like I wore one like when like when we went to like Joshua Tree or something, and I was like, oh, this is so great! It keeps the fucking sun out of your face. It's comfy. It's cozy. It's breezy. And and I've been like looking for a new one. And then I went into Margaritaville, and I was like, oh man, this one's perfect. But it said Margaritaville real big on it. And I was like, but I can't have it. <laughs> I was like really upset <laughs> that I was taunted. That Jimmy Buffett taunted me with a new hat. Mm-hmm. He taunts you with paradise. He taunts you with a new hat. Yeah. Have you had margaritas before? I have. Well, yeah. Um, I have. I don't drink them out here for some reason, but I I got spoiled because in Dayton there's that place. I forget the name of it, but they've got the bad one. Yeah, and that's a good one. Um, what was it? Elsa's. Elle says, thank you. Yeah, they sell their stuff in jugs. Yeah. Like, yeah. You get spoiled on um, those. They're good. Mm-hmm. They're quite good. There's Maybe. a place here called, well, there's a few. Like La Hacienda does really good margaritas and so does Senior Teas, Senior Tequilas. Oh, uh, yeah. And, yeah, if you want to, like, go straight into Lush Town, it's a really good way to do it. But I haven't had a pina colada. I don't know if I like them or not. I've had, like... Pina colada jelly bellies. Mm-hmm. And I've drank rum before, so maybe that's close. Do you like walks in the rain? Uh <laughs> get it? Because that's the lyrics of that song. Kind of. I think anyway. I don't like making love after midnight. Is that one of New new best drop of all time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I don't think I'll be answering that 
uh, that creepy ad in the paper. Yeah, yeah. That Craigslist ad. That'd be a Craigslist <laughs> ad now, by the way. Is somebody writing that weird rambly shit? Yeah, yeah, that's true. People just like pass. <laughs> <laughs> Not into this. Yeah, well, that's how I got into the. Uh, that's how I got into Pina Colada Land. Is I got a drink. I forget what it was called, but it was like half margarita, half pina colada. And uh, like I came for the margarita part, but then I stayed for the pina colada part, and then I just like I just like transitioned to just only pina coladas after that. Gotcha. Yeah, it was good. It was very tasty. Well, cool. I'm glad you found a new drink. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be a girl drink a drunk. It's a girl drink. We'll get you a uh, a uh, strawberry squashed alley cat next time. Or a chocolate choo-choo. All right. That sounds good, too. I don't know what those are. I think they're made up exactly for that sketch. but That's possible. Yeah. So so that's what I've been up to. All that stuff. You been up to any fun stuff yourself? Yeah, but not that fun. <laughs> Just like <laughs> uh, regular weekending type shit. Uh, I missed out a couple weeks ago because... I went to see a midnight movie over in Nashville. Um, so I ended up renting a car and heading out that way. Are you familiar with The Dragon Lives Again? Uh, is that like that fake Bruce Lee movie? Yep. Mm, nice. It's uh, where he goes to the afterlife. It's not hell. It's not heaven. It's kind of limbo. It's just called the afterlife. And it basically looks like the streets of what I'm assuming is like downtown Hong Kong or a studio set of downtown Hong Kong, and a quarry. There's also a very prominent quarry featured multiple times. And Bruce Lee has to fight his way back to Earth because he doesn't belong in the afterlife. This was at like a a post-mortem period of grieving by every fan of Bruce Lee, like after Bruce Lee had died. So there were a lot of films that like were trying to capture the spirit of Bruce Lee, but this one just goes balls to the walls like, no! He's going to fight his way back to the living. That's what he would do. And they just rolled with it. It's very, it's very hammy and jokey. And the plot is bonkers. Uh, he joins forces with Kane from Kung Fu, in a David Carradine role, mm-hmm. and Popeye the Sailor Man. This is before the Popeye movie came out, I think. I believe so, it's pronounced Popeye. Popeye? Popeye. Ah. That's. <laughs> or poi. That's what they called it on kissing contest one time. Popeye. <laughs> Popeye's chicken? Yeah. Gotcha. I'll try to keep that in mind. Uh, he eats spinach on whole nine yards in this film. Uh, so the actor was really down with the character. Um, anyway, he has to fight through. He has to get past the king of hell. And then there's like this weird coalition of other film franchises there's james bond sweet there's fucking uh the man with no name from sergio leone films Mm -hmm. and um there's also emmanuel the erotica oh uh, yeah lean star nice she's part of this gang Mm -hmm. uh zatoichi my man, Zatoichi oh. is part of this gang. Man, this is like a really cool like uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen fanfic. 
And dig this, my dude. Mm -hmm. There's also The Exorcist. Sweet. Which isn't Linda Blair, but just the film franchise The Exorcist embodied as a guy wearing a Catholic priest's robe and garment. All right. All right. Who speaks with with a French accent for some reason. I don't know why they chose that for the uh, dubbing. (laughs) Uh, And then the person leading the entire fray, the film franchise embodiment of The Godfather. That's weird. It's real weird because you think he's supposed to be like the Al Pacino character, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but they never specify. They're just like the Godfather. What are we going to do about this Bruce Lee? <laughs> and they play like some of the uh, the fanfare, the Godfather fanfare behind him when he talks. But other than that, yeah, he's he's the Godfather franchise. That's that's what was number one, baby, in the 70s. So he's got to fight through all these film franchises. Man, that sounds right. Oh, also uh, Dracula. Dracula and some mummies. Oh, okay. Yeah, naturally. Yeah, that's, yeah that, I, that goes without saying. I went to see this at the uh, Belcourt Theater in Nashville. They do uh, midnight showings of stuff, and this was a remastered digital print from uh, American Genre Entertainment Association. Is this um, film group that's restoring old and rare films, not unlike uh, Vinegar Syndrome. But they do it for digital cinema projection and look great. I mean, as great as it can be because that film has, you know, been handled pretty poorly in the past. But this looks good. And the theater is really nice. They just redid it like last year. So uh, very sharp. They also have like tamales there and empanadas. So check it out if you're ever in Nashville, I guess. Yeah, that sounds nice. Kevin Moss has been talking about doing that movie on Junk Food Dinner for like Ever since like episode two or something, so it's wild. My favorite part about it is when they call somebody "you bitch" because it comes out "you bitch," and so it's like <laughs> at a delay. It's like I'm leaving you, you bitch. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, it's it's a lot of great dubbing line reads in it. Um, so yeah, I went to Nashville to see a midnight showing of that uh, with a friend who introduced me to the film, and we were both thrilled to. Watch it. We also saw the little hours it's that Allison Brie, Aubrey Plaza, Kate Nakuchi, they're nuns, rowdy nuns. Rowdy nuns. It was very funny. Was it erotic at all? Stuff. A bit, yeah. All right, all right. These are some frisky nuns. All right, all right, all right. All, all right, man. all right, all right. And Nick Offerman's in it. Um, and John C. Riley and Molly Shannon. This is just a really funny cast. It's supposed to take place in like medieval era Europe. Like they're on this, these nuns in a convent and yet the way they like talk and express themselves, they're using like vocabulary from the time, but they're talking like uh, modern day folks is an interesting take. It was very funny stuff. Sounds good. The little hours recommend it. Um, what else? Yeah. So stayed there, drove back the following day, got some, Dope-ass ribs at Central Barbecue in Memphis. Nice. Great stuff there. And and then, yeah, um, I ate fried chicken nightly for about a week and then was sick <laughs> the following week. I don't think those <laughs> two are related, but, uh, you know, these uh, past few days, like the past six or seven days, I've just been like down with a cold or some garbage. And it's been bad. Well, I hope you didn't catch that rare fried chicken disease. 
Oh, is that a is that a real thing? Nope. But okay. I, I hope you didn't get it though. If it Thank is, you. Just in case it is real. I don't think I did. I don't think I did. Cool, cool. I'm gonna keep eating fried chicken. It was it was tasty. And, that didn't give me a cold. I was just being not getting sleep and shit. Um Oh yeah, and uh ever since I'd also been on and you've been on the All Kill cast. Uh you mentioned Patrick earlier. And we both found out that uh, we enjoy the band Crayon Pop, which Man. is unfortunate because they're no longer around. Oh, really? Well, I mean, like, there's <clears throat> four of them are, but one of them is, like, done for the time being because she's uh, doing family stuff. Mm. Well, as long as you got four Crayon Pops, I think that's a good amount of Crayon Pops. I think that's good. I think that's still good. I th- yeah. Better than zero Crayon Pops. I'm telling you, they're they're red as hell. Yeah, I was like super into that. I, I've uh, rewatched the playlist that they made me, mm-hmm. or that you guys made me. You had a hand as well, like uh, like three times. Like I'm just, yeah, <laughs> I'll just put it on in the background now. It's very fun. Is it's its own industry and it's doing a hell of a lot more with pop music than I've seen in a while. Although I don't pay attention to pop music that much anyway, so it was neat to have like a concentrated list of stuff that was kind of catered, um, to the stuff that I usually like and uh yeah I was blown away by some of those entries it's pretty good stuff yeah yeah I like yeah I like their approach where like the pop music they're doing is not just like this I think maybe I mentioned this on uh on their show but like it's not just like this self-indulgent nonsense where it's like Taylor Swift making songs about how she doesn't like Kate Katy Perry like it just, it's mm-hmm. fun it's like fun you can sing along if you knew Korean and just have fun with it. You don't have to worry about the fucking Twitter politics of two wacky ladies getting into fights. Yeah. The most I see of any of that. And I try to avoid like any comments cause like I just hope these people are doing well. That's all. But most of the comments that I've seen from it are not about like any particular beefs. Although Patrick was, uh, make me well aware that that stuff does exist. Doesn't always like make its way into the songs. But for the most part, people are just like their their companies need to treat these girls better or these guys better. And that's good. Like that's where like most of the interest should be. These are just like young folks doing music. So. uh, Yeah. Why bring in like interband politics and shit and talk all that stuff? I don't understand the language behind it. I'm not talking about Korean. I'm talking about the fans here where they talk mm-hmm. about like their biases and stuff. So I think I'm, I think that's where I like kindly tip my hat and you know stay past the line because i'm probably gonna get that deep into it but uh yeah at my funeral i want you to play bing bing uh if no one else is there to do so okay so make sure that plays as they uh i don't know i don't know what they're gonna do (laughs) like at the memorial service do that i'm buried I don't anybody digging up my bones. Jesus. Yeah. I'll make sure they play Bing Bing, and then I'll make sure that, like, the, um, what are they called? The pallbearers? Like, yeah. all of us dudes carrying a casket, that while we're carrying the casket with your dead body in it to the place where you will rest eternally, uh, okay. that we'll also do the arrogance dance while we're holding you up. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. I want to see that wheel. Yeah. I want to I wanna be confident that you're all doing that, that wheel, so that's good. <laughs> That's what we'll do. We'll do it as we like uh, do the thing where we lower you in with the pulleys and the ropes. 
It's all I ask. It's all I wanted. Yeah, your funeral is going to be well choreographed. Beautiful. Also, if you're the first to die, uh, I will also ha- have them play Pearl. Like as you're getting lowered into your grave, I will have them play Pearl Jam's <laughs> Alive. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, John Holmes came up with that joke, and I yeah. really hope that he outlives the both of us. Because uh, I want I want one of us to steal his joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to go to the grave having the last word on one of his jokes. So please do that. Yeah, I want that to. Yeah, I want that to be my last action on this earth is stealing a John Holmes joke. <laughs> yeah, and as the grave lowers and he hears that song playing, he he catches a glimpse of my tombstone and it just says in quotes got him and it's like me pointing directly at john holmes yeah like a little etching of you pointing (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think that would be good speaking of comedians i've been hanging out with a lot of comedians lately so you're all about those jokes then eh yeah i'm all about stealing jokes well for i mean in it in addition to hanging out with jess on the show last week who is a comedian who I'm very jealous of because I could never stand up in front of any amount of people and tell any amount of jokes. But you do. You do do that. You introduce stuff and tell jokes and get reactions. That's true. I I uh, tell about two jokes. I don't know if I could do any more jokes than that. Maybe. I'll try. Maybe I'll get really drunk and go to an open mic here. I've been hanging out a lot of open mics. Although, like, it seems like people are, like, funny. Like, I don't know. I haven't been to an open mic yet here where, like, people are not funny. So that that's mm-hmm. intimidating. Like if I saw like eight dudes in a row, like just fucking bomb hard, I'd be like, all right, yeah, I'll do this. Like that's fine. <laughs> but I don't want to be the one dude who bombs. That would be terrible. Um, but yeah, I've been hanging out. Like there's this bar here in town where they do the comedy shows and stuff, and I have been hanging out with these kids. They're very nice. They don't know what mad balls are, Mister Frisbee. I'll have you know. I saw you mention this online, and when I noticed, I was like, folks under 30 don't know what Mad Balls are. Yeah, that that made me feel very aged as well. I talked about this with the, the friend that I went to Nashville with, actually, because uh, he's like, let me show you something. And he brought out a Mad Ball still <laughs> in the package. <laughs> he's like, you don't have to tell me about what's Mad Balls. <laughs> he just had it like in the trunk of his car. Not his room. Oh, okay. I thought, <laughs> like, I at his apartment. Was, That'd be funny if it was always on hand. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was like that part in the Twilight Zone where he's like, you want to see something really scary? <laughs> <laughs> he turns around. Yeah, he has to like it's pull over. It's black. <laughs> he has to pull over to the side of the road. <laughs> Here it is. It's the mummy one. It's my entire collection. <laughs> yeah, there's those new Mad Balls out. Well, like, there's the new new Mad yes. Balls, and then there's the super new ones that are, like, Freddy and Jason and Predator and stuff. Yeah. And I got the Jason one, but I'm on the lookout for the other one. So I was telling my friend Maria, I was like, uh, who's a young, I was like, I got to get these fucking Mad Balls. I got to go right now. You know, I, I got to <laughs> I gotta just leave this bar immediately and go to Best Buy and find these fucking Mad Balls. And she just looked at me, like, with the blankest of stares. She says, what is Mad Balls? And so I had to try to explain <laughs> to somebody... You know, it's like a stupid little ball, but it like is kind of scary. Like, there's really no practical value to it whatsoever. You just like toss it or whatever, put it on a shelf. I don't know. So, it was difficult to try to explain to these young. I had to like gather them around. I said, y- "Youngs, 
27 year olds of this bar. Let me tell you a tale. My beard got longer and whiter as I was telling it. In the 80s, we had Boglins as well. They came in a little cage. Uh, so I had to do that. And then also, <laughs> that same 27 year old, this girl Maria, she says to me, I was talking, like, she was like telling me about how, like, one time she tried to get revenge on a person. And I was like, Yeah, like uh, Charles Bronson from Death Wish. And she goes, I don't understand any of those words. And then I just disappeared, frisbee into dust. I just blew yeah. away. You evaporated. You were in the wrong timeline. Yeah. That's what happened. <laughs> I faded away like Marty McFly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's said, right. Said, That's oh. definitely right. You you look at your picture of uh, the two of us at the horathon, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and you just like both of us start to fade away. <laughs> Yeah, I had to fade away and classify myself as obsolete, Frisbee. Obsolete. I'm broken. Yeah. I'm broken Parker now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's wild. It's like uh, I, I like my, I have never felt old before, but now I feel old, like trying to make references to things. Like I'm like, uh, oh, man, it's uh, this reminds me of Bill and Ted. And just like people like crickets. Yeah, just crickets. This is like Wayne's World. Excellent party on. And just <laughs> crickets. Like one lone person coughs. So, And then they hand me a Werther's original. And then I just suck on that for a while and be quiet. Suck on that. Grandpa. So, yeah. <laughs> Although yeah, like I'm... some of the comedians are like my age, so. Like uh, so, I like I I feel like Rick from the Vindicators episode. Like every once in a while, one of my references will land, and I'll be like, "Hey, all right, thanks, noob, noob. This guy over here, he gets yeah. it. <laughs> this guy over here, he's he's heard of the church lady. He understands." Yeah, I I'll hear about stuff where like you know I was excited for that Twin Peaks Returns show, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I heard somebody else talking about it. Somebody's like a I don't know, like five ten years older than I am. And they mentioned it to somebody else, like, oh, but yeah, it's like none of these young folks around here have ever heard of it. I'm like, I know of Twin Peaks. I remember. I'm like Petridge Farms. I remember that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's debilitating. It's debilitating, this uh, outdated pop culture references thing. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it because I'm... I'm more often like friends with people who are a year or a few years older than I am. Um, I think one of the rances where it's been the other way has been with like John Holmes um, and her other buddy, Aaron. But mm-hmm. other than that, like it's not many. Yeah. It's usually the other way around. So I'm not looking forward to that privilege of age. So <laughs> I got to check out like soon. <laughs> if you catch my drift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely understand that. All you got to do is go somewhere, like go to a high school, talk about how cool Charles Bronson is, and when no one understands what you're talking about, you'll just pass on. Okay, that's cool. That's the leading cause of death now, is uh, Death Wish being remade with Bruce Willis and nobody remembering who Charles Bronson is. Mm, Leading cause of death for people aged uh, 32 to 45. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, yeah, like... If, uh, hmm, 
What's the movie that's coming out soon? Oh, the Saw franchise. Oh, that's coming yeah. back. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be like, you know, I saw this. Uh, the first time I saw this was at a, a dollar theater. And people will be like, what's a dollar theater? <laughs> and what's the first installment of Saw? And that'll just turn to dust. Yeah. They'll be like, Jigsaw, the one coming out right now. This is the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Or the I... Tick series. I'll be like, man, I used to watch this uh, Saturday mornings when I grew up. Like, what's a Saturday morning cartoon? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. That fucking Peter Serafinowitz. Get out of my Tick costume, you weirdo. Oh, are you still all about that Patrick Warburton? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm all in. I like that Patrick Warburton a great deal. I like the cartoon. I like the comic. I am not, uh, I don't want a British guy in this. Oh, I, I see. Uh, it's not for me. It seems disrespectful gotcha. to the character. Also, he wears, like, that fucking suit looks stupid. I don't know. I'll probably watch it, though, at some point. I hear it's great. And I hear the original, like, comic guy behind it is involved that was a really good uh, call out you know that comic guy yeah the guy who did all the stuff with the tick ben so. edland ben edland thank yeah. you i like that guy he wrote on the last season of angel which is like the best season probably uh probably the best season oh cool i had no idea yeah he's good yeah those comics are really cool like uh i read them like a, or some of them like a few years ago they're like really surreal and dark like even more so than the cartoon like in terms of surreality obviously it's darker because it's not necessarily for kids but there's like a lot of stuff about how the tick's probably insane and he's got like yeah uh, that's what i remember from it like an escape mental patient didn't he have like a viewfinder around his neck i think so yeah maybe i should try to track those down i've got like some trade paperbacks near the end of the run i need to i need to get some of those beginning ones but speaking of reading things, I think we got some emails, eh? A. A. Man, speaking of while you pull up those emails, did you see those pictures of uh of my man Rambo at the at the fucking beach on Twitter? No. Man, Sarah Murphy posted some great pictures of Rambo and uh Oh shit. Boozy yeah, the dog the Rambo. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Sylvester Stallone. Oh, <laughs> like, the one true Why would Rambo. you be talking about that? I'm talking about the one true Rambo. Yeah, of course. Man, those are cute. What a great dog. Yeah, I was thinking about making a uh, another sweet meme out of one of them, but I'm not going to use like somebody's Instagram photos to do that. So I'll just respect it from afar. Yeah. If Shelby wants to text it, this is a shout out to Shelby. If Shelby wants to text any of those photos, I'd be happy to make another meme out of them. Yeah, send us some uh, Rambo photos so we can make memes, Shelby. Yeah, we love those dogs. Yeah, I'm gonna make. See, I'm gonna make a meme where it's uh, that scene from The Simpsons, and it's uh, me telling you to get on the helicopter, and you're like, "There's nothing on that helicopter for me," and then it's Rambo saying, "Don't be so sure." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with like the big like happy open face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd man, be great. Yeah, man, I tweeted about it the, about this the other day, but I feel like now. My main goal in life is to get junk food dinner so popular that somebody makes a Schlitz posting Facebook group. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's probably most junk food dinner posts anyway, though. Yeah. For a while there, it was all like Schlitzy posts. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I just want some Schlitz posts, you know? Just some, Schlitz posting. Some terrible junk food dinner memes. <laughs> you know? 
That's that's all I want in life. After hanging out in this Simpsons shit posting and the the Rick and Morty swift posting, I'm in, I'm in like an Evangelion. I, I just keep joining all these shit posting groups. Like it's all my Facebook is now. I can't even. My Facebook is just like, hey, you don't even want to keep up with friends and family. Just here's more fucking. Here's more Mr. Poopy Butthole memes. <laughs> did this all start with uh, now do classical gas? Yes, it did. <laughs> okay, because that's what it was for me as well. Like, I remember we were trading those back and forth. That's where it started. Like, 3 a.m., there'd be like a bling, and either I'd send you one or you'd send me one. It was totally worth the time to check it out, too. It's like, oh, this was worth it. Mm-hmm. It's good. You got to look at that stuff right away. That's when it's funniest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but ever since, like, there haven't been loamers for a while, so I'm trying to find, like, the next thing that I'm into. Yeah, the Simpsons one has been real uh, poo-poo lately, and I mean that literally. Like, the new meme is just, like, taking poo. a theme from The Simpsons and adding poop to it. It sucks. Yeah, that's, that's not great. They were they had this uh, great uh, mobile pool one for a while that I really enjoyed. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, they were on, like, a Pusheen kick for a while, and, like, that was bad. So that's what prompted me to join the Evangelion one and the Rick and Morty one, is that The Simpsons one's kind of bad right now. I think my... The one that I'm into the most right now is uh, the exchange between James Woods and Jimbo Jones, where James Woods working at the uh, Quickie Mart. And he's like, all right, I'll be me and you be you. And Jimbo's reply is, I'm me. And I love that exchange <laughs> so much. And they throw that into everything. So those are usually the ones that I'm like, I'll save this one for later. Yeah, those are good ones. I like the don't forget your something something ones, too. Yeah, that was one of them. James Woods is there. He's like, don't forget, you're you. And then Jimbo Jones had us on Homer's body. Just says, I'm me. Yeah, I like the one where it says, don't forget, you're Mr. Thompson. And then Homer's like, I think he's talking to you. (laughs) That was a good one. Uh, Anyway, anyway, we could do this forever. But uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, yeah. There's um, You were talking about like all these – you went to a Schlitz posting group. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Schlitz posting. I think that's what the junk food dinner one would be called. Because, like, they've all got their, you know, little names, their little plays on shit posting. Yeah, that'd be reasonable. Yeah. That'd be good. Somebody out there. Make it happen. I'll give you $3. Three whole Americans. Start that shit um, posting group. So, our first email is titled Your Ghoul Summer Commentary. Uh, you might remember this from the Beelzebub commentary. And this is from James. So, thank you, James, for writing in. He writes, hey, Parker and Frisbee, I was listening to your Belzy Bub commentary from the last episode. And you guys talked about and you guys talking about Parker not dancing because of, quotes, careless whisper. Remind me of that time in 1998 when The Undertaker threw mankind off the hell in the cell into the Spanish announcer table. You remember that, right? I, of course, remember that. It's one of the yeah. most vivid memories of my entire life. Yeah, it's haunts me to this day. Mm hmm. It's very cool. Um, It says, like Parker, Mankind was not doing any dancing after that, mostly because he was in the hospital. Oh, speaking of that, did you know Kane from WWE is running for mayor of Knox County, Tennessee? Anyways, keep up the great show, and I'll see you in Podcast Town, which is on Facebook, by the way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you have a very relatable scenario with Mankind now. Mankind didn't dance after being thrown from the hell in the cell, and you don't dance... Because of Careless Whisper. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like my or my not dancing origin story is a lot less cool. But uh, what can you do? Also, I regret not living in Knox County, uh, Tennessee, because I would love to vote for Kane. I think he would make a great, weird, tall mayor. Was it just mayor? For some reason, I thought he was running for like a House or Senate seat, like a House seat or something. Oh, but maybe this hmm. seems right. I think yeah, I think James is right here by saying mayor of Knox County. Well, shit, I don't know. Whatever Knox is- County is that the city? I don't know. Wait, I, wait, yeah. I don't know. Whatever he's running for. I hope he wins because uh, that would be rad. Also, I, I just love when wrestlers become politicians. I think it's fun. It is interesting, you know. Yeah. He's got kind of he's got kind of low ambitions if he's just running for mayor of a small town or something, though. Like, Jesse Ventura became governor. Uh, you know, Linda McMahon. What is she? She's something. Something big. I think uh, she was running for Senate yeah, um, yeah. in Vermont. But anyway, yeah, Glenn Jacobs, Glenn Jacobs is running for the uh, city of Knox County, Tennessee. Hmm. Well, I hope he wins. Yeah, good luck. Yep. If he wins, he better have some uh, pyrotechnics ready mm-hmm. in his theme song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Mostly I hope he wins because it'll stop him from making any more shitty see no evil movies. <laughs> Maybe too, too I was just talking about those last night. I had not seen one of them, which is ironic because that's the title. Ah. But, uh, jokes, joking only. But, um, yeah, I was, I was under the impression that they were at least like pretty good or okay. But I'm not. Uh, I like the first one. It's directed by okay. Gregory Dark, who directed like a lot of like real weird, surreal porn movies in the eighties, and uh, it's I mean it's like kind of dated now. It's like real like twizzy and like rips off like the look of Saw. Like it's got like that two thousands thing where everything's like just rusty and dilapidated, and every single horror movie looked like that. But it's like kind of it's a cool slasher movie. It's like a throwback, okay. and you know, it's a lot of weird like religion stuff. I don't know, it's cool. I like that first one. The second one sucks shit, though. The second one's awful. Well, be sure to uh, see no of that. Ah, right? yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. All right, here's our second <laughs> one. <Yep>. <laughs> Statement <laughs> on current matters. This is from Necro C. Uh, so thanks for writing in Necro C. Dear Mr. Bowman and Lord Frisbee, in parens, he's got an included guest if have pool. Oh, we have a guest. Never mind. Forget that part. I hope this letter finds you well. I write to you today because I wish to make a declaration of major importance and feel that your show is more most appropriate for it. I wish for your listeners to know that on this fine sunny day of August 14th in the year of our Lord 2017, that I, Necrosis Cunningham, I always wondered what the C was for. I've seen this guy on Twitter. Yeah. So, Cunningham. Necrosis Cunningham denounced any and all acts perpetrated by the National Socialist Party and or white nationalists. I know it may be deemed controversial to say such words in this day and age, but if I do not say such things, then who will? If your listeners are also wondering what else I will not tolerate, here is a short list. And he goes on to list these things. Rape, sex with minors, hitting a woman, hitting a child, discrimination based on sex, pineapple on pizza. Whoa, slow down, buddy. not tolerate pineapple on pizza. That's uh, deeply offensive. Ooh. Okay. I, didn't, I need a minute. Yeah. 
Um, I feel like I would hmm. like like this is just not cool to say that publicly that you don't like pineapple on pizza for one and for two. I feel like I would be more upset about this pineapple thing than if he did not denounce hitting children. Yeah, I'm wondering. Yeah, it's amazing how you can be like so thrown by something like you're you think you know somebody, right? You're like, mm-hmm. oh, we're on the same page. We're sharing so much. And then like they just say something totally, totally off the wall like this. Yeah. It's like, where's humanity? What happened to us? Yeah. Yeah. I thought we were like, you know, finding some common ground here. I don't like rape or uh, Nazis. And now all of a sudden this pineapple shit comes up. What? What? Like, yeah, man, I thought we were getting somewhere here. I thought we were going to achieve peace in our time. Hmm. Then you got motherfuckers who don't like sweet, delicious, tangy. uh, Maybe not tangy. I don't know how you describe food. It's it kind of works. I think that's good. Tart, maybe. Tart. Yeah, they're kind of tart. They're kind of like sweet and sour at the same time. I mean, it's just a beautiful fruit. But yeah, well, he finishes off by saying, "Sorry if I've taken up too much of your time. I feel my views have not been expressed enough, and hope to influence your listeners to spread my message against hate and intolerance." Thank you. All right. Well, we'll take that in consideration. It seems like Nick a process, Cunningham. Yeah, seems like a message for hate. Yeah. We're gonna be that divisive now, eh? Yeah, man. Just, just here's what. See if you agree with me on this. Mm -hmm. Um, We can probably change hearts and minds if we just get everybody to eat a Donato's Hawaiian pizza, which I feel is like the best version of Hawaiian pizza, including pineapples, uh, razor thin almonds, and chipped ham and cinnamon. Yeah, that those are good. I like those a great deal. I feel like if we could just deliver, I mean, Donato's has like a hefty delivery fee. Yeah. But if we could deliver one of those pizzas to every single person in America, like, dude, all of our problems would go away, like, just right there. Like, Nazis would dissolve. Uh, like, there would be no more Nazis. There would be no, no more. No more rape. No more None rape. Of that. Like, there'd be no more violence at all. Uh, yeah, there was that like '70s ad campaign called "I Like to Buy the World a Coke," right? Mm-hmm. And it was like in promotion of a hopeful new world of tolerance and acceptance. I think for our modern era, for this chaos that we're involved in, in this divisiveness and inhumanity, we should probably be like, "I like to buy the world a Donato's Hawaiian pizza," right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there you have it. That's Let's, probably what we're gonna do. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna raise some money. We're gonna get Wayne to chip in. Uh, and he's gonna he's gonna buy these Donato's pizzas. He has volunteered to do it. He just texted okay. me. He said, "I'll buy all the pizza." Me, Wayne. I use my own <laughs> me, <bank> Wayne. <laughs> That's what he said. Um, because he owes us money, Frisbee. He hasn't given us a podcast town news two episodes in a row, and I've still been paying him, you know? None? Okay. So yeah, just take it out of his check then. I'm going to take it out of his check. I'm going to, you know, take back the benefits he's been getting. He's not going to have health insurance through us anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. He's like, he, he had to do those wellness checkups to kind of have it pay for itself, and he wasn't even doing those. So... Mm. He just doesn't go to the doctor. I don't think he uses that anyway. Yeah. So, 
Uh, we're definitely going to get rid of his vision insurance because he cannot even see what's happening in podcast town. <laughs> <laughs> so he hasn't been using it properly. He doesn't know there's a new ambassador there. Yeah, man. He hasn't seen anything. So I'm probably going to have to yell. I guess he's coming on junk for dinner soon. From okay. what Sean Byron says, we're going to watch Inland Empire together. Us oh, boy. And, us and Wayne and the Memphis Maniac. So Man, I love Lynch, but I wish you the best for that one. That's going to be... It's going to be interesting. I hope I kill myself before that episode. So, I haven't seen it yet. The Inland Empire? Yeah, yeah. But I know it's uh, one of the most Lynch-like Lynch films. So, Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of hokey-ass bullshit. A lot of uh, light bulbs burning out in slow motion. And women screaming. Women screaming. A lot of blood-curling screams. Mm-hmm. A lot of... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what he does anymore, this Lynch. <laughs> He's an auteur. A visionary in our time. Yeah. All right. Well, if there's no podcast town knows, I'm guessing that's probably going to be the end of the show then, eh? Yeah. You got to end the show when there's no podcast town news. Uh, I need everybody to message Wayne. Tell him to send in the news. Yeah, the news we can use. Yeah, actually, maybe we'll just get him on the show. Like, if he's actually here, he'll have to give us the news. That'd be good. All right, well, Although, I don't know if anything can really top, like, reading all those stats from the last time. Yeah, I put the stats in their entirety without us laughing over them at the end of the last episode. Oh, good, good. Okay. For those who really want those stats. Gotta so, know, man. Yeah, so, so yeah, we'll get him on. We're, next week is going to be a big episode. We got, uh, we're... Getting into Are You Afraid of the Dark again? It's almost Halloween time. The most exciting time here for us. Yes. Uh, we're going to do four episodes from season four. We're going to pick up where we left off. And we've got a very special guest. A spooktacular guest. A spook- It'll be great. Yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to be reunited with our old friend Chris Robo. I'm very excited. Oh, boy. I like that guy a lot. I've been missing him. I haven't done a podcast Me with too. him in a long time, so it's going to be fun. Uh, maybe his cousin Yolo will show up. We're not sure yet. I do Could miss be. him. <laughs> but he's a young dude. He doesn't. Yolo doesn't remember what Are You Afraid of the Dark is. That's true. Think. He doesn't know what Mad Balls are. We'll all turn to dust if he shows up. <laughs> yeah, it'll be terrible. <laughs> so that'll be fun. I'm I'm looking forward to that episode. And then I think we're going to keep doing Are You Afraid of the Dark. Um you know, every, every two weeks until Halloween happens. So, like, I think, like, what, like, the next three episodes or something will be Are You Afraid of the Dark? Something like that. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, it'll be spooky. It'll be fun. So, uh, until then, uh, oh, check out All Kill Cast. We were both on there. Me and Frisbee. Mm-hmm. So, if you want more of us, we're there. Check out, check the-, out the the Blind Podsman mm-hmm. uh, podcast where Patrick from All Kill Cast and I talk about these Zatwichi films. Yeah, that's a fun one. Y'all, uh, y'all, <laughs> y'all talking about any good Zatoichis this week or this um, time? We actually, our most recent one, mm-hmm. and I was responsible for the delay on that, so my bad. Damn. But uh, we did a a film inspired by a Zatoichi film, uh, the late 80s action film starring Rudger Hauer titled Blind Fury. Mm, yeah, yeah. And nearly beat for beat, it's following the scenes 
in the, uh, I believe, 68 film, Zatoichi Challenged, um, where Zatoichi has to become like the escort for uh, or the uh, guardian for this uh, recently orphaned kid. Uh, I was about to say, Zatoichi becomes an escort? This sounds like a good one. Yeah, he doesn't uh, he doesn't visit an escort or anything. I don't know why I chose that word. Um, <laughs> but Rutger Hauer basically has to do the same thing and guard a kid. And uh, the results may surprise you. We were we were very uh, thrilled with like the first 15 minutes of that film, and then oh man, it goes way off the rails. Oh wow! So yeah, yeah. I still love Rutger Hauer. I'm blaming most of the decisions on uh. The director. I'll have to watch the movie and then listen. Cool beans. Hope you all do. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch it for a long time. Uh, so yeah, so check that out. Check out all the other stuff. Check out Podcast Town. Email us at poolpartyradio at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Cumulus Frisbee and at Final Parker. Uh, find us on Instagram, you know, all the other places. Podcast Town. Search for it. We'll let you in. Uh, we're on Facebook.com slash Pool Party Radio. Hit us up there. Be our friends on Facebook if you want. You know, we're just chilling. You know, coming up with memes. We got uh, we got old cat memes in the form of uh, that disloyal guy looking the other way at a girl. Very oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> we got stuff like that. I'm so, making eyes at Zatsuichi, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a funny thing to do. Um, so, So there's all that kind of stuff. So, anything else? Did I miss anything? Uh, reach us at poolparty at gmail.com for anything. I know we haven't done any dog reviews in a while. Um, might be kind of moot at this point since Rambo and Bootsy exist. Yeah. And we get to see pictures of them on the reg. So, no worries about that. Dads, we're still, you know, we'll still uh, review those dads if you want. Yeah. We would love to review your dads or like your shoes. Send us pictures of your shoes. I'll review yeah, your feet, feet in. Only. Yeah, I don't want to see no naked ass feet, you motherfuckers. But send me, send me tennies. I'll review yeah. those tennies. Yeah, we want to see just the shoes. That's all. Yeah, you send us a picture of your bare ass feet, and I will fucking block you from listening to the show so fast. I'll find. <laughs> yeah, a way. it'll make your head spin. I'll block your fucking IP address. I'll block your work IP address. I'll block all the Starbucks with the free Wi-Fi in your neighborhood. I'm not. I don't want to look at your fucking feet. Yeah. We'll send them a, a, a text that says, this guy's gross, <laughs> and they'll know exactly what we mean. Yeah. It's part of the new net neutrality laws. If, if someone sends you a picture of their bare-ass feet, you're allowed to just block their entire foot. You can shut them right down. And that's some, yeah, that's the stuff I can definitely get behind. Like, not about any of this throttling of charges and whatnot. I just want people to stop doing gross shit. On the internet, please. Mm-hmm. So, help us out. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't send. The shoes are great. I want to see. I'm. I'm not a uh, a sneaker head. I guess is that it? Parrot. I can't head. remember. You're not a parrot head. Parrot head. Yeah. Not a parrot head, but I do like some shoes. Thanks. Yeah. Send us pictures of your Margaritaville loafers. With the shark bite in them. Yeah. Man, those Margaritaville shoes are comfy though. I've been meaning to get a pair. Like. They are like super cozy. They got like memory foam on the inside. Oh man! Slip right on. Maybe I'll get some of those. It's your own personal paradise. Yeah. So 
so all of that stuff. And then until next time, this is Parker for Cumulus saying thanks for having fun. All right. Déjame entrar